we give up a little bit too fast or as soon as it gets hard, that's when we're like, okay, I'm done. I can't do this. And and I think some of the best things come right after fear or right after, you know, those hard moments. That's when you finally get your breakthroughs. But some of us never get to see that because we stop too early. Hey everyone, welcome back to On Purpose, the number one health podcast for self, work and love. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so grateful that you take time out of your days, evenings, wherever you are to invest in yourself and personal growth. This is On Purpose, you're in the right place. And today's guest is someone that I can't wait to talk to. I'm always fascinated by people's meaningful experiences, unique perspectives and backgrounds. And today's guest will not disappoint. <laughs> today's guest is absolutely incredible. I'm excited to hear about her perspectives and viewpoints on a few things that you'll really wanna find out about too. And her background is phenomenal. She's an American TV personality, She's a New York Times best-selling author. She's an executive producer, a businesswoman, and an actress. Her name is Lala Anthony. Lala, thank you so much. I for doing am this. so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Well, no, thank this you. This is exciting. I know, and I'm so grateful because we literally got introduced to each other recently. I know, and we're making this happen already. I know, but I feel like we've known each other forever. We're just oh. like, hey, it's a great connection and a great feeling, and I'm happy to be here. Absolutely, and I'm just warning the audience: we were just about to. Getting under a cover and I go know, to sleep exactly. because it's very zen it's in this room. It's so zen in here. It's so zen. I was like, I just need a robe and, and a blanket. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We'll arrange for it afterwards. Okay, perfect. If you have time. But you're on a busy schedule right now. Yes. You've been around promoting power, mm -hmm. sharing the word of power. Let's start with that. Tell us a bit about that. So Power, I've been on the show for six seasons and season six is premiering in August. So we made a big announcement today on Good Morning America that it premieres in August. It's also the final season of Power, which people are disappointed about. I know <laughs> I feel the same way. So, you know, this season is going to be just a roller coaster ride, which is what Power is. It never disappoints and our fans are super excited and we're excited, you know, for the final season and just to kind of see where it takes all the characters and stuff. Absolutely. Well, that's what's happening today. I want to go all the way back to the beginning okay. of you when you were 15 okay. and you get this break at Hot 97 yes. in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Tell me about why that experience was so meaningful to you and how that was such a great start for you. So it started because I've always just loved music and I've loved hip hop music from before I could remember. And at 15, I remember hearing that the Wu-Tang Clan, they were opening up a clothing store in Atlanta and I had just moved to Atlanta. And I was like, oh, I got to go see the Wu-Tang Clan. Like, I got to get there, you know, in line like everybody else, waiting, excited. And I saw these people like putting up posters and giving out flyers. And I was like, what do you guys do? And they were like, oh, we're interns for a radio station. And I was like, that's a cool job. I, I would do something like that. And they were like, well, here's the guy's number. You have to like call or email or something. So I ended up emailing and he told me that you had to be um, 18 to get the job. So I went back to the hood, got a fake ID, <laughs> said I was 18 and got the job as an intern. And that's kind of what started my career in radio, TV, acting, producing film, but it all started with, you know, my love of music, my love of hip hop. So I'm always just so gracious to music in general, because that's how my career started. I love that. Kids, go get a fake ID <laughs> if you're too young to get a job. No, I love that. But sometimes <laughs> what it takes is just that passion, that persistence. Exactly, exactly. You weren't going to take no for an answer. I wasn't going to take no for an answer. Yeah. I wasn't going to let 
two or three years getting my way. So I was like, no, I, I'm doing this. And it worked. And eventually I was honest and told the truth. But by then I had proven myself as a hard worker and dedicated and, you know, secured the job. And also at that time at the radio station, Ludacris was an intern as well. He was going by the name of Chris Lover Lover. And he had been there, you know, a bit before me and we hit it off and we started a radio show together. But it's incredible when I sit back now and just see how far his journey has come. And then along with mine, like he used to just talk about, I'm going to be this famous rapper one day. People are going to buy my album. I'm going to be an actor. I'm going to do all these things. And to actually see how you can manifest something just by believing it and saying it and then it really happens is just such a fascinating thing to watch. I love that. And what's the difference that you've seen now that you're saying tracking your career, even Ludacris who you worked with, what have you seen as the difference between people saying things are going to happen and then actually making them come true, whether it's manifestation or belief? What has been the difference? Because I'm sure you've heard a lot of people say stuff too and it didn't right. happen for them. I mean, I definitely think a lot of it is the work, you know, putting in the work. It's really easy to just say, okay, I want to do this, but there's so much work behind it. And there's so many people or things that will get in the way of you becoming whatever. And a lot of us get so discouraged. Like by the time the third door is closed in your face, you're like, you know what? I give up or maybe this is not it. And a lot of it is, you know, timing and, you know, things just kind of falling in place for me. It's definitely a strong belief in God. And it's about being blessed because I know none of this would happen without any of that. So, you know, things just started kind of clicking. But I think with some people, we give up a little bit too fast or as soon as it gets hard, that's when we're like, okay, I'm done. I can't do this. And and I think some of the best things come right after fear or right after, you know, those hard moments. That's when you finally get your breakthroughs. But some of us never get to see that because we stop too early. Yeah, you're so right. Yeah. Most of us stop too early. Yeah, I think so. You're so right. Whether it's that third door, fourth mm -hmm. door, you never know whether it's going to be the seventh or the seventieth. Yeah. But you got to keep going. What's been the fuel in your life that's like kept you pushing in those moments? So I'm super competitive. So I'm just like, I love oh, <laughs> no one's going to tell me no. I'm going to do this no matter what. And I have felt the way we just talked about when it comes to my acting career, because for so long, it's like, okay, Lala from MTV or Lala, the radio host. And when I wanted to transition into acting, I just felt like I wasn't being taken seriously because I was looked at at all these other things. And I always talk to people about not allowing yourself to be put in a box mm -hmm. because people would love to put you in a box. Okay. You're, you know, the host of this, that's all you can do. You are on the radio. That's all you can do. And I'm like, I don't understand that. Like I'm in acting class. I'm taking it seriously. I have a passion for it. Why can't I do that as well? And so, you know, it's all about breaking barriers. And to this day, I still have to do that because I'm still La La from MTV. I'm still La La the radio host. I'm still La La with all these other things behind my name. And I just want to be looked at as La La the actress who does an incredible job on, you know, the show power and other things I've done and continue to grow from there. Yeah. And I love that. That's such practical advice for people today, mm -hmm. because whatever our boxes are, everyone has them. Yeah. Everyone has it's them, so and whether it's boxes from your past or from even something like at one point, it felt like your biggest break, mm -hmm. but then it becomes your box. It's so right. That like, is that is true. And that's how I felt with MTV. Like mm. I have such a respect for MTV and it did so much for my career. And at that point I was like, I'm an MTV VJ. Like when I was a VJ, I was, you know, 19 years old. And that's what everyone wanted to do that was when they were like searching the whole country to hire a vj and i became one and i remember it being like the biggest thing and then as i was exiting from mtv it became the box because then it was just like 
you're a VJ. That's all you can do. You can do nothing else. And I just had to continue to fight through that. And I'm glad that I didn't give up because there were many times where I was like, started believing, well, maybe that is all that I can do. And maybe after MTV, that was it. Like I reached my peak and it was great. And that's all that's in store for me. But I had to believe that there was more and kind of push through that. Yeah, I love that. I personally find that so inspiring, especially because you've done it. Yeah, like now you. when I'm hearing you say it and you've done that, and right. you've broken out. And, you know, I was saying earlier, you've been a New York Times bestselling author. Like you've written two books, mm -hmm. you, two, right? Yeah, yes. two, two huge books. You've been out there. You're an actress. You're, you're an executive producer now. Like I feel like you've really done that. And so for anyone who's listening right now, just don't buy into the box. Don't buy right? into Don't the buy box. into the box that people keep don't putting Don't buy into. into the box. I'm always talking about that. And it's so important. You can do more than one thing and actually be great at it. Like who's mm -hmm. to say you can only do this and only do that? Like there's no such thing. And there's no rules in life. There's just no rules to any of this. We make our own rules. And that's what we have to continue to remind ourselves yeah. of. Did you find, though, that when you were doing that and building it, you were like mastering one thing? and then building the next? Is that kind of how it went? For me, I would find like, I always said when it, when it started feeling like a job, mm -hmm. I knew I was ready for the next thing. When it started feeling like, oh, okay, I gotta do this again today, and I wasn't enjoying it as much, that was my trigger to say, okay, well, what's next? So for me, starting in radio, okay, what's next? TV, that seems like the transition. Okay, now I'm on TV, I'm a host, what's next? Okay, acting, that seems like the next transition. Okay, what's next? Producing, writing, you know, whatever. So I would just know when it started feeling like a job and I was losing my excitement for it. So now I'm in a place where I'm super excited about acting. I'm super excited about producing and my clothing line and, you know, writing another book and creating my own content. So that's what all my energy is going into, yeah. you know, right now. Absolutely. Is this part of your clothing line? No, I no. wish it was. It's a, it's a denim clothing line that's okay. available pretty much everywhere. So um, shout out to everybody that supports that. We're doing really well in the denim space. Yeah. No, I, I love that. I think that's such a powerful lesson to share because I yeah. think so many of us have passions, have desires, and we're like, oh, but I haven't studied that mm -hmm. or I never learned that or I don't know anyone who's done that. And so when people see like people like yourself, then they can break out. But tell me one life lesson or career tip that you learned from each industry, because I think there are very few people in the world that you can sit with who've done a lot of different things right, right. successfully and at, at a right. high level. So tell me one thing that you learned from, let's say radio, let's start there. What was one thing that radio taught you? So radio taught me to be confident in my personality because radio, no one sees you. So you have to lead with your personality, which is your voice and what you're talking about. You have to draw people in with that. You, there's no antics of, let me show my face. Let me do this. This was before, you know, podcasts that are being recorded and all this stuff. You were just in a radio station and people didn't have a clue how you look. So it was all about what you were projecting on those airwaves and how you draw them in. And that's where I think I gained my confidence in believing in myself and feeling like my personality was enough because that's what was driving people to listen to my show. So mm. that's what I learned from radio. Okay, awesome. Tell us what you learned from being an actress. Uh, from being an actress, to. I just learned that you can't fake it. Like you have to really take it seriously. And I'm still in classes and, you know, I'm always asking questions about acting and learning more. An actor's job is never done. Like you never know everything. And then probably in most things, but like in radio, I got to a point where 
I knew a lot. I knew how to work the board. I knew how to do the breaks. I kind of had it all figured out. There wasn't too much that I couldn't do. But in acting, every character is different. So you never mm -hmm. get to a point where you're like, oh, I've mastered this thing. I can do it all. I mean, even my character on Power changes so much that it becomes so challenging for me to go through all her transitions and changes. So you have to be disciplined. You have to take it seriously. And the actor's work is, is never done. I mean, I'm in acting class with some amazing actors that you're like, you don't need to be in acting class. And it's like, no, you constantly have to work on your craft and, and sharpen your skill. Um, and that's what I learned for acting. It's definitely been the tougher of my career choices. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it doesn't sound easy at all. And at this all. one's going to be interesting because I'm writing my first book right now. Okay. So I was going to ask you, what did you yes. learn from writing two big books? So I would definitely say the books, I learned that the books became like therapy for me. Mm. It became my own therapy session because I was able to just talk about feelings and emotions that maybe I had never talked about before, things that I had kept bottled in before. And I felt like during the process of writing the book, it became very therapeutic to me. It became like a therapy session and I wasn't afraid to share with the world. And um, it worked. It worked. You yeah. know, people really seem to like the books. But I think for anyone writing a book and including yourself, people appreciate honesty. They appreciate authenticity. They appreciate that we all have flaws. Like none of us are perfect. And I didn't want to paint this perfect picture because I'm not perfect. And I think people really related to that. Yeah. And I love that about you. I've really loved that when, when we were prepping for this interview and mm -hmm. my team and I were getting together, one of the things I do love about you is that you're so raw and open and authentic. Thank you. And even today when you walked into the room, like I felt your energy. <laughs> I was like, this is so nice. You know, like <laughs> when you're meeting someone for the first time, even though you do feel like, I feel like I've known you too. Right. But it's like, that's such a comforting feeling. Yeah. And I think you really give that to people. Thank you. And you give that to people through all your work. Thank you. Even when I see you in movies, I'm like, Oh, she could be my friend. Like, oh, you know? thank and it's you. Like, thank you. You know, you're a friend of the main character. But then you're like, you know, I'm just like, oh, she could be my friend. And that's, I think that's a very, that's a very unique talent. I appreciate you saying that. And I, I do appreciate that. And I found that in this industry and in this world, like people want to work with people that they like. People want to work with people that are nice. And sometimes we forget that. Like I can get a job over someone who might be way more talented than me because I'm going to be nice to work with. People are going to want to come to work and work with me. So for people out there listening, you know, it's just such a small thing, but kindness really does go a long way. And kindness can be that deciding factor that sets you apart from somebody else. So I try to never forget that. Yeah, that's beautiful. So when you, I'm bringing this up in context, you were 15, you were at Hot 97, which yes. is an amazing place. When I was 15, I was a paper boy. So I used to go deliver papers <laughs> right, around. So I used to right. like five streets in my area. I used to put my headphones on and the only person I'd listened to at that time was 50 Cent. Oh my and so, God. Yeah, I, I would just sit there. left him. He was at Good really? Morning America. Oh, no way. Yeah. yeah. And so I'd, I'd put the headphones on and it was the Get Rich or Die Trying That's album. So funny. And I would sit there and I would, I would know every word and I would go and deliver my papers listening, listening to 50 Cent. What's he like to work with? Oh, he's amazing. I've known him since the radio and MTV days. So wow. this is a, whoo, you're talking almost a 15 year relationship now, you know, of knowing each other. And he's so talented. I knew about the show before it came into existence and he talked about it and how big it was going to be. And everything he said came to fruition. And that's another example of speaking it, believing it and doing the hard work behind it and seeing it happen. So I'm always super grateful to him for believing in me and giving me an opportunity because, um, it's been great. It's yeah. been really great. That's awesome. It's so nice for us to see, you know, powerhouses coming together, people mm -hmm. collaborating. I think it's such an important 
message for people everywhere. Yeah. When they see people coming together, doing things together, rather than like we're all on our own islands and our own towers. Right. And we don't kind of see each other. Yeah. But, you know, to see that, I think is such a powerful message. No, it definitely is. And I think, you know, that kind of energy feeds off each other because when you're around someone that's powerful or successful, like it motivates you and you want to go harder. So I like to surround myself with people like that, that keep me motivated. And I never feel like I'm doing enough, even though I barely sleep. I slept two hours last night. Oh, wow. I, I just am constantly moving. You know, I'm also a mom and that takes precedence over everything. But yeah. I love just being around people that motivate me to continue to be better. I love that. How have you done that? You you brought that up and I want to dive into that. How have you done that? You've continually evolved your career. Mm-hmm. You're learning. You're going to acting classes and you're a mother. Mm-hmm. How have you done that? Because I get a lot of parents listening to the podcast. Right. A lot of people asking, hey, how do I balance my passion and my purpose? And right. My, my side hustle and all this kind of stuff. So what are your thoughts on that? So I get asked that question a lot. And I think for me, you know, I've been blessed to have a great family structure that can help me, you know, be able to do a multiple, do multiple different things. But my son is always and will always be my top priority. So I think you have to prioritize like, you know, what's important. And I realized that we can't just do it all at one time. So I've gotten good at like, okay, this week, this is my outside of Cayenne, my son, this is my priority. I'm going to focus on the clothing line stuff. I'm going to focus on power. I'm going to fo- like, I just have to prioritize because there's so much going on. If I'm like trying to do it all in one day, I just don't feel like I do the best job at any of it. So I think prioritizing is like the first step. Yeah. Spot on. Yeah. You can have it all, just not all at the same time. That is very true. And yeah. I've always believed that. And as far as balance is concerned, balance is a funny thing. Cause I feel like balance changes and at different points, something is losing out. So if I'm super, super about the career and that, you know, maybe it's a little less time with Cayenne. If I'm all about Cayenne, then it's less time with the career. So some things, oh, it's like a constant, you know, tug of war, but you you find a way to figure it out. Yeah. And I think we put too much pressure on ourselves Yeah, we do because we're like, oh my God, every, everything's going to be equal this mm-hmm. week. Like I got to spend equal amount of time on this and my kid and mm-hmm. my project and the clothing line. Yeah. And it's, you're going to fail at that. You're going to fail. And I think we also put ourselves on these like timelines, like, okay, by, it could be even an age timeline by, you know, 30, I should be married with two kids and own a house and this, and by 35, I should have this. And then when you're looking and maybe life isn't panning out that way, all of a sudden you feel like a failure. You feel like you haven't, you know, met these timelines. And I think, you know, we cannot put those pressures on ourselves. I mean, people have started careers way later in life. Now people are starting families way later in life. You know, people are getting married later in life and marriage isn't even a priority to a lot of people anymore. It's more about, you know, career and being independent, different things. So you just kind of got to do what's best for you and don't feel like it's a timeline you have to put yourself on or a checkbox. Okay, 20, I did this, 25, this, 30, this. You just kind of got to just let it flow and everybody moves at a different pace. Yeah. It's again, not buying into the boxes. It's exactly. just another type of box. Exactly. And and those pressures are, are the worst mm-hmm. because you're forcing yourself to make big decisions mm-hmm. based on a timeline that some random person invented. Exactly. Right? Like exactly. You're forcing yourself to make the biggest decisions of life, career decisions, love decisions, right. chi- having children decisions. Right. And the world has changed over the world continues to change over the years. So a timeline that might have made sense 10 years ago now doesn't make sense. We we have social media now. We have different access to different things. So people are just moving differently than even 10 years ago, even five years ago. So it constantly changes. So these timelines are so out of date to me now. Mm-hmm. Like you just got to kind of, again, I think it's important to encourage people to move at their own pace.
Yeah, I love that. That's beautiful. I've I've made so many videos on that subject because yeah. it's so so prevalent in society where everyone's defining their lives based on others' timelines. And another thing I make a lot of videos on, which I love that you comment on so openly, you've written books about is relationships. Yes. Because I see so many people struggling with relationships. Partly that's because we only post the best stuff. Mm -hmm. We only post the stuff that looks nice. And therefore, when we look at everyone else on Instagram, it looks like everyone's in love. Everyone's and I'm the having only, the best time. Yeah, and I'm, I'm the, the only, only one, one that's <laughs> like in a fucked up, yeah. in a no, messed no, no, up no. situation. Yeah, exactly. Like that's how we feel. Like right. We feel like, oh, I'm the only one. Right who's like struggling or not in love or not with someone right. or whatever it may be. What are some of the biggest relationship lessons that you've learned that you think are really important for people to hear? I think that, you know, you have to focus on your own relationship and not worry about what everyone's doing. And if you don't have a relationship, that doesn't mean you're less of a person. It just means you're focusing on something else. And I feel like everything happens when it does. And we, that's why they say doing it for the gram. Everything on the gram looks picture perfect and spectacular. You got filters, you got... Facetune, you got this, you got that. Everyone's just like stepping out of Vogue magazine at Instagram. Like it's not real life. You know, Instagram is to showcase for most people, you know, your best moments. For me, I, I, I show a little bit of everything, but people want to showcase their, showcase their best moments. And it's not real. So you can't compare to that. And only you know what's going on in your relationship, in your situation. I think that's what matters. And as long as you're happy, that's ultimately what matters now if you're not happy it shouldn't be based on what everyone else is doing it should be based on what's going on in your relationship and if you're not happy then that's something for you to figure out but one way to easily not be happy is to be constantly comparing yourself to another relationship that you see on instagram mm -hmm. and you don't even know what's going on it takes one second to smile for a picture or put your arm around me jay let's act like we're so in love and as soon as they say stuff like i hate you and <laughs> like you don't know what's going on behind the scenes so never compare yourself or feel like you know, I have a lot of friends, too, that will tell their partners, like, I wish you were more like so-and-so or I wish you acted more like so-and-so based on a social media picture or, you know, just what they see on Instagram. I think that's a little unfair. And I'm not saying everyone's unhappy. You do have people that are in amazing relationships and posting and just living this blissful life and, you know, more power to them. But that's not across the board. That's not everybody. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's a great principle, never to compare yeah. what you have going on to anyone else mm -hmm. because you don't even know the story. Exactly. You're only seeing 1% of it. Exactly. So there's no point of starting there. Absolutely. And another thing that I get a lot of my audience reaching out about is breakups. So many people going through breaks mm -hmm. up, breakups, it's kind of like they feel like it consumes their whole life. We've all been through breakups. Right, right. Like, what are your thoughts around that? When people are going through breakups, what have you seen as the best lessons for healing and moving forward? I think, you know, Breakups are always tough when you're, you love somebody, you give somebody your heart and it doesn't work out. But I'm always an avid believer that, you know, everything happens for a reason. And while it's going on, it doesn't make sense. But how many times have we looked back later and say, oh, that's why that happened. Or I wouldn't have been here if that didn't happen. I wouldn't have met this person if that didn't happen. Like you have to believe that things work out the way they're supposed to. And for me, the best way to deal with that is, you know, I keep myself busy, you know, dive into something else, whether it's your children or work or your passion and just keep good energy around you. And that'll help you kind of get through. But sitting around alone or moping or like the world is coming to an end, that's not going to help. I'm always like, stay busy, stay active, you know, just start doing just start doing a lot of shit. Just start <laughs> going because that's the best way to keep your mind busy. And ultimately, you'll start seeing that. Every day it gets like a little bit easier. Yeah, no, and I think you're right. I think when you're dealing with something and you get active about it, mm -hmm. 
and you don't just sit there and like overthink and procrastinate yeah. and then just overanalyze. Right. You start moving and then things start coming up. It's so true. And then you just have more momentum to deal with them. Mm -hmm. Rather than if you just sit there, you can just literally feel like everything is closing in on you. You definitely can. Right? You definitely can. So I would de definitely say, you know, stay moving. And in the end, it all somehow makes sense. And again, when you look back, you're like, oh, that's why that happened or that's why that didn't work out. I felt like, I mean, I've had breakups where I was like, this is the end. Like, I won't be able to wake up after this. Like, my life is over after this. And now looking back, it's like, I see why it happened that way. And maybe I wouldn't be where I am now if I stayed in certain situations that, you know, were holding me back for whatever reason. So it all works out in the mm. end. It definitely does. I, I get a... Real like when I'm when I'm around you today, I'm getting a bit of like a spiritual frequency. Right? I'm just like you're operating on a some some. Well, I will say, Jay, you'll like this. I just got back from uh, Hippocrates oh. in uh, West Palm Beach, which is like a spiritual meditation center. So I went there for a week. Um, I try to do that or an ashram every week. So I'm kind of fresh every off, week. No, every year. Oh, every well, year. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm kind of fresh off that, and I just. You're probably feeling a lot of that because Hippocrates is all about like mental care, clarity and spiritual clarity and just kind of unplugging and getting in touch with yourself. And I think in this industry, it's just go, go, go. That it's nice to like not be on the phone, not be on Instagram and just really work on you. So I was there for a week and I always find it to be life changing and kind of set me, set me on the path for what the rest of the year is going to look like. That's beautiful. What clarity did you gain from that? What was it that stayed that stayed with you so far? I know it's only been a week. Yeah, it definitely stays with me every time I do it is that like you're not missing anything. You know, when you're not on Instagram or answering every email, like the world is still standing. Everything's okay. Like you're not missing anything. Okay, you might not know who wore what yesterday, but does that really matter in the big scheme of things? So it it, it allows you to appreciate more of the moments of just sitting outside and breathing the air, looking at trees, you know, sitting and having conversations with people. How often do people even talk anymore? We were at dinner last night and we were literally like, put your phones down because everyone's just on their phone and no one's enjoying each other or having conversations. So at Hippocrates, you're forced to do that. And you're also forced to mingle with people that in your life you may have never crossed paths with people from all over the world, people dealing with illnesses from, you know, cancer to addictions to all kinds of things. And you're sitting there and you're realizing that everyone is so similar and dealing with so many of, of the same things. So I was just inspired by a lot of those relationships and conversations that I had there. And I really felt like I made friends there that I'll have for the rest of my life. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. yeah I do the same thing. So I, I, I don't know if I've told you before, if you knew that I lived as a monk for three years. Okay. I didn't yeah, know that. So I actually go back to India to live as wow. a monk every year for 21 days again. So I did it for three years okay. when I was 22 to 25. Okay. And then now every single year I go back for 21 days to an ashram. So when is, when is your next one? January, usually every January to start my year. And then it's the same thing. It's like I go away for three weeks and my team's like, are you sure you want to go away for three weeks? Right, like, right. what's going to happen? I'm like, no, trust me. Like, this, my spiritual conviction is so high that if this commitment is, goes well and correctly, then everything else will fall into place. See that? But if you don't get this foundation right, everything else will fall apart. And another thing, you'll, you'll always find that it never feels like the right time. No. You can always talk yourself yes. out of it. It's another podcast, another movie, another this, and it's like, now's not the right time. But if you don't, put your foot down and make it the right time. It's never going to be the right time because I can always find more work to do. I can always find more to put on Cayenne's schedule. I can always find more, but I had to just stop and say, I'm taking this week for myself to unplug and just do what I need to do. And I even felt like a week 
wasn't even enough. Usually at Hippocrates, it's the same thing as a three-week program. I couldn't do the three weeks, but when I was there, I could see how people easily do the three weeks. Like, you feel like you need that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and whenever I... Whenever I've done that, I've always realized that even if I've missed out on big things, mm-hmm. when I come back, better things come to me. Yeah, for sure. And I've noticed that every time, and I'm not just saying that as a cliche, it's real. Like right. every time I go there, I make that commitment. I know I'm missing out on a few things, but as soon as I come back, better doors open up. Right, right. And yeah. That is so cool that you do that. I'm, we got to talk so, more about yeah, that. I'm yeah, in, you see my eyes. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm into that. I'm yeah. like, do you ever take someone with you? I'm like, I'm, yeah, I want yeah. some details. On yeah, that. yeah, That's exactly. Really cool. Yeah, we should go together. I used that to do retreats cool. to India every year. Wow. And take people because I wanted people to have the same experience mm-hmm. of disconnecting, being somewhere where you're not familiar with. Mm-hmm. And when you go somewhere where you don't know anyone and no one knows you, the growth is just incredible. And that's how I felt at Hippocrates. Like, yeah. no one know, knew who I was. I was just like everyone else and just connecting. And it was so cool. It was about the last day that people started to like, wait, are you? <laughs> but up until then, it was just like, just learning people and being my authentic self and not like feeling like I had to be on per se. And and that was just such an incredible experience. Awesome. So we've got our final five questions okay. that we do on every episode. Okay. These are our rapid fire. So you can either answer with one word, okay. three words, or one sentence. Like that's it. No okay. more than that. Okay. I'm giving you the barriers because okay, sometimes it. guests like to <laughs> share more. Okay. okay. So the first question I'm going to ask you is what feels like your biggest accomplishment so far? My son. Oh, that's beautiful. Yes. I love that. Okay. Next question. What's the first thing you do when you wake up? Thank God. Nice. For another day. Awesome. What's the last thing you do before you go to bed? Thank God for another day. <laughs> Love it. That's beautiful. Uh, what is a mantra that you live by? Love yourself from the inside out. Mm. And that's something my dad taught me. But loving yourself. You from can the tell inside. us more if you want. Okay. To, uh, loving yourself from the inside out. And I want to give that to our listeners here today because it's something that I live by and it's something that's so important. You know, we're so worried about the outer the clothes, the makeup, the this, or how do I look that we forget to love ourselves from the inside out. And to me, that's where it all starts with. So you could see people like with whack clothes, hair looking crazy, but for some reason they're like shining in the room and super confident and feel great because they're loving themselves from the inside out. It has nothing to do with all this exterior stuff. So I have to always remind myself to love myself from the inside out. Awesome. And fifth and final question, if you could get everyone in the world to do one habit or one practice every single day for 30 days, what would it be? I think it would be to look in the mirror and give yourself a compliment. I just don't think we do that enough. Like we spend so much time wanting to get outside recognition or, you know, social media recognition or likes or comments. Like we have to love ourselves and give ourselves that love before we expect to get it from anyone else or you know, feel validated because it comes from everyone else. So that's the first thing I could think of. I love that. No one's ever thank said that before. Thank that's you. awesome. I thank love the answer. Lala, you're thank amazing. You. We're going to have to do another one of these. I would love and to. go deep. Yeah, like, no, I got to hear about this India trip. Like yeah. I have a lot more that we should definitely talk amazing. about. But, but I am you. so glad that yeah. you brought me here today. Yeah, me too. Thank you so much for coming on as well. Everyone, thank you for listening, watching, whichever one you've been doing, whether you're walking your dog, whether you're driving to and from work, or whether you're at work right now and you wanted a bit of a break. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you share this. Tag me and Lala with your best 
best insights, the best quotes that she said, anything that she said that resonated with you, feel free to tag both of us on Instagram, share those insights, spread the message. Thank you so much for listening and watching. Yes, thank you guys so much. I'm at Lala, so mine is super easy. So definitely super. find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff. I'm dying to hear from everybody. I love interacting and thank you so much for having awesome. me. Awesome. Thank you, Lala. Thank right. you so much. Thank you so much for listening through to the end of that episode. I hope you're going to share this all across social media. Let people know that you're subscribed to On Purpose. Let me know. Post it. Tell me what a difference it's making in your life. I would love to see your thoughts. I can't wait for this incredibly conscious community we're creating of purposeful people. You're now a part of the tribe, a part of the squad. Thank you for being here. I can't wait to share the next episode with you. Thank you.